Good morning. I am Archbishop James Salisbury of the African Orthodox Church in America. This morning we will celebrate the liturgy of the Catechumens on this May 17th. And the liturgy is broken into two parts. There's the liturgy of the Catechumens and then there's the liturgy of the faithful. The Liturgy of the Catechumens, you have the praise, the readings from the various scriptures along with the Gospel, and uh, you have the homily or the sermon. And then there is the dismissal. The Liturgy of the Faithful are all of the baptized who have been baptized, and they uh, celebrate what is called the Liturgy of the Faithful, which is the consecration and receiving the body and blood of Christ. The catechumens, meantime, are generally dismissed uh, after that first part of the liturgy is over to go into study in another part of the church. So, let us begin.
Blessed be the kingdom of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the good estate of the holy churches of God, and for the union of all men, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for those who with faith, reverence, and the fear of God enter therein, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this Archbishop Metropolitan James, for the House of Bishops of the African Orthodox Church, for the Venerable Priesthood, the Diaconate in Christ, and for all clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Calling to remembrance our all-holy, immaculate, most blessed and glorious Lady Theotoka, ever-Virgin Mary, with all of the saints, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, our God, whose might is beyond compare, whose glory is incomprehensible, whose mercy is infinite, and whose love towards mankind is ineffectual, do thou thyself, O Master, in thy tender compassion, look down upon us and upon this holy house, and grant us and those who pray with us thy rich mercies and compassion. For unto thee are due all glory, honor, and worship to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen, Amen, Amen. I will go into the altar of God, even to the God of my joy and gladness. Bless me, for I have sinned. The Lord be in your hearts and upon your lips, that you may truly and humbly confess your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen and Amen. I confess to Almighty God, to His Church, and to you that I have sinned by my own fault in thought, word, and deed, in things done and left undone, especially. For these and all other sins which I cannot now remember, I am truly sorry. I pray to God to have mercy on me. I firmly intend to amendment of life, and I humbly beg forgiveness of God 
and his church and ask you for counsel, direction, and absolution. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who has left power to his church to absorb all sinners who truly repent and believe in him, of his great mercy forgive you of all of your offenses, and by his authority committed to me, I absorb you from all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. Turn us again, O Lord, and quicken us, that thy people may rejoice in thee. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and let my cry come unto thee. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray, most gracious and wonderful Father, as we come to you on this wonderful day that you have given us. We give you praise and glory and honor, and we thank you for all of the many blessings that you have given us, those that we have seen and experienced and those that are yet to come. Open our hearts, Lord, to receive you in your word, to act upon your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God on high, and peace on earth towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory, O Lord God, Heavenly Father, Heavenly King, Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, 
one Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, the that taketh away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Thou that taketh away the sins of the world, receive our prayers. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy on us. For thou only art holy. Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Jesus Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen, amen, and amen. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy which we keep in honor of the risen Lord and that what we receive in remembrance we may always hold in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen, amen, and amen. Just before we come to the readings, I would like to share a few thoughts with you as you listen to the readings. Consider some of the following that I'm giving you now. In the first reading, it, it will come from... Uh, Philip uh, goes to Samaria and proclaims the Christ to them. I want you to consider this. In your life, who has proclaimed Christ to you? Either in their word or in their deed. I often talk about in church so much, more is caught than taught. Who proclaimed it in what their deeds were, not what they talked? I want you to think about that. And then... Uh, in the uh, first letter of St. Peter, the apostle urges his fellow disciples, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for the reason for your hope, the reason for your joy, the reason for your hope. What would be the reason for your hope? What would you offer? What would you say? I want you to consider this. Would it be cliches or can you really give a really solid, found, firm statement of why you have so much joy? And of course, Jesus tells his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. How would you summarize the commandments of the Lord? How do you strive to keep them in your daily life? If you love him, you will keep his commandments. Not take any side trips and say, Oh, well, you know, the Lord will understand. I, I'm giving you these so as you hear the words of Scripture read to you, 
that it will open your hearts to receive it. And then, of course, Jesus promises his disciples that after his ascension, the Holy Spirit will remain with them. How have you experienced the Spirit's presence in your life? Um, whenever I'm starting a Bible study or teaching or whatever, and I carry with me, I carry a little tablet. And I'm always writing down those times each day. You know, I, I often say, please pray and ask God to show you his face this day. And if you start doing that, you, after a while, you will be surprised at just how close you and the Holy Spirit have been. And also how much the Holy Spirit has tried to talk to you in the midst of your daily life. Amen. Fill our minds that we may hear your wisdom. Touch our lips that we may speak your truth. Hold our hearts that we may always follow you. Come now, O Word of God. Fill our minds that we may hear your wisdom. Touch our lips that we May 17th, 2020, Sixth Sunday of Easter. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ to them. With one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip when they heard it and saw the signs he was doing. For unclean spirits, crying out in a loud voice, came out of many possessed people and many paralyzed or crippled people were cured. There was great joy in that city. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth, 
reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he remains with you, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me. But you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
be with you. Just before you receive the homily or the sermon this morning, I'd like to share this with you. It's the process of experiencing uh, Christianity. Christianity is not a set of rules or a philosophy of life. Rather, it is a relationship with a person, the person of Christ, and through him, the triune God. Whereas rules and regulations are static, they're rigid, a living relationship is dynamic and requiring communications and trust and faith. Through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, we are invited into an ever-deepening relationship with God. Now, what does all of that mean? Love, friendship, it seems to be what's being said in the words of the gospel. But perhaps if we looked at it from the perspective of the actual time that this took place, it may take on a deeper meaning, a more profound meaning. It's all about the apostles coming as followers of Christ and their expectation. They expected that he was really going to be this Messiah that the Jewish people had been waiting for for centuries. They began to believe how deep this thing was, how important it was, and especially that they were going to be a part of it. They were excited about it. So the time was a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon in, in Jerusalem. It was a time when a great number of people had come together to celebrate an important Jewish festival. At this time, Jesus was approaching the city of Jerusalem, and some people spotted him. They recognized this man who they had heard about was now arriving in the city of Jerusalem, and one person spoke to another, to another, and pretty soon there was excitement all over that he's coming. He's here. He's coming to our town, to our place. And the apostles are especially excited because they felt they were part of this, part of something important. So they came with Jesus on this night with this as a background, their anticipation of what was about to happen in Palestine. Big things. And that was going to be something that they were involved in. So on Thursday night, Jesus asked them to join with him for a meal. For Jesus, it was a farewell meal. It was the end of his mission. To the apostles, it was the beginning of this new world that was going to be taking place because the Messiah had come. So we got this contrast, Christ trying to tell them that he was going to leave them, and on the other hand, the apostles' mistaken notion of what was taking place. They looked upon it as something they were going to benefit by. And that's why they were so excited. At last, these humble, ordinary fishermen, nothing to offer the world, all of a sudden they were important. That's the background to this. And so Jesus talks about, 
I'm going to leave you, but do not be afraid. I will leave someone behind who will take my place, an advocate. He will be with you. And then he talks about, strangely, I will be in you and you will be in me. What does that mean? I will be in you and you will be in me. It has a lot to do with the idea of love and friendship. And he said this over and over again about love and about friendship. Now, we could pause and reflect a little on our own. What is love? And what is friendship? Is it something material? Or is it something else? Jesus was talking in this gospel essentially about those two ideas, love and friendship. But unless we have some glimmer of an idea of what love is and what friendship is, what Jesus said will go right over our heads. I will be in you and you will be in me and we will be in the pot. What does that mean? It means something important because it is the very thing that changed the course of history. Love and friendship. That the people of his time began to discover years later what it was that Jesus was talking about. He was talking about what friendship really is and what love really is. I'd like to read two quotes that kind of explain the idea of love and friendship. The biggest challenges in relationship come from the fact that most people enter a relationship in order to get something. They're trying to find someone who's going to make them happy. In reality, the only way a relationship will last is if you see your relationship as a place that you go to to give and not a place that you go to to take. Give and take. The reality of a friendship is based on the idea not of taking, but of giving. It's a power that we have, that if we have friendship that we have developed, it's something that we give, but are not interested in taking. That a friend is not a person who's there to make me happy, it's the other way around. That's where the magic is, and that's where the secret is. The other is a letter from Paul, which he wrote roughly around the year 60. And he wrote it to the people in the city of Corinth, a city in Greece, a city that was very big and prosperous. And so he sent them this letter, and it begins this way, and it makes as much sense today as it did then. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you something that's the answer to most of your problems and most of your difficulties and uncertainties and confusions. I'm going to tell you a secret. If I speak, 
in tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith strong enough to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant. It's not irritable or resentful. Love bears all things, believes all things. Love never ends. Friendship and love, two important commodities in this world. It's about a spiritual life that we have. Our relationship with each other is not something physical, it's more something spiritual. It's something you can't touch or dissect or weigh or evaluate. It just is. I love. And the same thing is true about friendship. I am your friend. I am for you rather than worrying about you or for me. So I would recommend that we say once in a while and look at the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians and read again about this great mystery.
Amen. This morning, I hope this message has been a blessing to you. Let us now play the creed and confession of the African Orthodox Church. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he arose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeded from the Father with the, with the Father and the Son together, is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Amen.
as we get ready to close out the liturgy of the catechumens, I want you to consider this week, now that uh, the United States, our country here, is getting ready to open up many of the uh, venues and stores and so forth, um, ask yourself the question, do I really need to go to that bar to get that drink? Do I really need to get that hairstyle done? Do I really need the things that maybe I can do myself? Or do I just need to get out? If you need to get out, take a walk through a park, through a wooded area, through on a uncrowded beach. Get out in the yard. Find a quiet place. Allow all that God has put into nature to restore you and do the healing of what you need. I know everybody has sort of been like stuck in, you know. I take these, what I call the silver fox running, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning since they allow seniors to get into a store early, you know, and pick up some needed things, not go window shopping and store shopping, and then come back. But take time to allow nature to uh, help refurbish you and give you strength this week. But most of all I'm trying to say to you is be safe. Be safe. Love each other. Let your love come out by being willing to help someone. To be a servant to someone. To be as when Christ washed the feet of his disciples. Are you willing? To wash someone's feet? It is be a servant. And that is what Christ was trying to show his disciples, which is love. So I hope that you will have a blessed week this week. Stay safe. Pray for those who are suffering. Pray for those who will enter into the kingdom of God this week, who will leave this space and time on earth. God bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. And one other item. Uh, a wonderful young man by the name of Connor was killed in Rainier, or Seattle, Washington, in the Rainier area. He was a friend of my, my grandson. And he died, I understand, in his mother's arms. But I got a chance to meet Connor, one of the visits. It is very painful to each of us when we lose a child, no matter where it is in this world, and the child, no matter how old they are in this world. Let us pray and be mindful also of the evil that's going on, asking God to place his angels around each of us and protect us. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen, amen, amen.